Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns. I'm really happy to be here with you today. But if you're just listening on the uh, podcast and not looking at the video here, you, you might not realize it, but I probably look kind of tired today. <laughs> um, as I said in my TikTok video this morning, right, um, as a father of two children, uh, a former bagel shop owner, bagel shops are specifically sleep depriving, uh, um, uh, you know, business to own, um, and, and also just being a full-time coach and a stay-at-home dad, homeschooling, doing all the things, right? All of these aspects of my life, indicate and tell you all you need to know that that I am no stranger to being tired right and that's been for a long time right and and you know it's my whole life I feel like I've always had some kind of uh you know there's always been sort of the um uh I don't know tiredness has always been available to me let's put it that way right um but but it's interesting because today and over the last few days I don't know if you've noticed it aside from today but over the last few days even a couple of weeks I've actually it's been a different kind of tired because it's an intentional tired now, what does that mean? I know it's kind of weird to say, right? What I mean is that I have been intentionally shifting my sleep schedule, right? Now, it's a process and it's a project and it doesn't all happen at once. It takes a little time. It takes, uh, you know, again, it's a process, right? Um, and, and what I'm doing is, and I keep, tr I keep saying, I keep, my body keeps wanting to say the word, I'm trying to wake up earlier, but that's not true, right? I am course correcting myself to waking up earlier, okay? Because it's going to vary, right? Anything we try to do, any change we try to make, it doesn't just snap. We don't just snap our fingers and things stay changed, right? And not with significant things. Sure, if you want to change your shirt, you just change your shirt and you, you change your shirt, right? And it's done, right? But changing things internally, changing things in our lifestyle, changing things in our, our sort of behavior, you know, that stuff doesn't, doesn't adhere to the same rules, right? And so even over the course of this last week, there's been a few mornings where, oh man, I woke up at eight o'clock, nine, you know, eight thirty, right? And that that is against what I want to do. And so does that mean that it's over? No, no. That just means that tomorrow I just have to try again. I have to course correct. And so what I'm doing is I'm I'm shifting for for a reason, right? Several years ago, I went through about a year where I was uh, waking up at about four o'clock every morning, right? And there is something really, really beautiful about being awake at that time. Now, let me just first put it out there that I have known times in my life where I'm still awake at that time, and that's a much different vibe. That's not what I'm talking about. Although there is something equally as magical, right? <laughs> There's something especially magical. Uh, there were the times where um, I was uh, friends with these guys who were in a band, and they had um, uh, the keyboardist of, his, of the band had a van that they used to you know go back and forth to gigs with, and he played a, a Hammond organ, right? And, and so he had a hookup in his van that he could plug the Hammond organ in, right? And so every Thursday night, these guys had a gig, and so they would get home, get back from their gig at about 2 a.m. And they and we lived like around the corner from each other. And I was at the time was working at night. And so I would be getting off around like one o'clock in the morning. So I would just kind of, you know, meet up with them on the stoop by our houses, like halfway in between our two houses on uh what was it, Sixth Avenue, uh Sixth Street and Avenue 
uh, C, I guess it would have been right in the Lower East Side. And, and so we would, and then, you know, we'd plug in the Hammond organ. I had a banjo. Uh, one of these guys had a, a guitar. The other had a, a saxophone and we would just sit there singing songs and picking songs from like, you know, two o'clock until like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> literally like teachers, there was a school across the street, literally teachers would be walking by us. <laughs> so yes, there is something magical about still being up at that time, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is waking up early, right? Because, and if you've never tried it, I really do recommend it. Just give yourself a couple of times and try it out because, you know, when you're waking up before the rest of the world, right, there's just this really beautiful, exquisite quiet that's happening, right? And you, you, you see the sky lighting up through the windows as you're going. Um, you know, you just feel like you have, like you're, 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 I don't know, somehow like, it's almost like you're riding the wave of the day, you know, but you're like on the crest of the wave, like you're surfing, like you're, you're ahead of it somehow. And so it's really beautiful. But but again, the thing is that that it's a process, right? And part of this process, of course, you know, as I'm as I'm shifting my my sleep schedule, there's gonna be times where I didn't get enough sleep, right? Which last night is one of those nights. And so I'm feeling very, very tired today. Now, what does that mean, right? Well, in the past, being tired would have looked like, you know, me waking up and saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe how tired I am today. This is going to be a terrible day. I'm going to be dragging my butt all day long. This is going to be terrible. What a stinky day this is going to be. And I would go on and on and on and on. And you know what? Keep reminding myself how terrible it was in case I forgot. <laughs> reminding myself to suffer in case I lost sight of my suffering. And so what am I doing now? Well, I'm doing the exact opposite, right? There's no judgment. Because the problem is that, that when we wake up in the morning and say, oh, no, this is going to be a terrible day. What a horrible thing. I'm going to be dragging my butt, blah, 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 blah. That, that voice, that judgment inside our mind, right? It becomes so loud. It's almost like a, like a siren going off in our minds. And then we're not able to really pay attention to, to what is really happening. Right. This this tiredness becomes like a, a film over the whole day and you can't really see what's really happening. And so instead, what can we do? We can we can do the opposite. Right. We can bring mindful awareness to our tiredness. Right. And, and it doesn't just have to be tiredness. If you're if you're, you know, on a diet, for instance, if you're trying to change, you know, any any habits that you're trying to change, they're going to have effects. It's going to have impacts. So, for instance, again, if you're trying to change your eating habits, chances are you're going to be hungry at times. Right. But the idea, of course, is not to succumb to that hunger. Just like right now, the idea is not to succumb to the idea of taking a nap for three or four hours because that's going to mess with the whole cycle. It's going to make this project, you know, not work as well, right? So the same thing going on a diet, you know, there's going to be moments where you are very hungry. 
But if you eat when you feel very hungry, well, then you're not really on a diet anymore, right? And you're going to have to course correct back to that, right? So what's the answer then? Well, first of all, the answer is to forgive yourself and to show yourself compassion on those times where you are you know, where you do, you know, buckle and, and, and have something to eat, right? It's not that bad. It's okay, right? Don't, don't hold yourself to a higher standard than, than is, is appropriate, right? Your body is hungry and you ate. That's all that happened. There's nothing more than that. There's no moral discrepancy. There's no moral deficiency. There's no moral bankruptcy. You just had something to eat. So today you can try differently. But what the, the next step of that right? And the times where we don't buckle and eat, what we can do is we can just bring awareness to the hunger. And so today I'm bringing awareness to this sleepiness that I'm feeling. Now, what does that mean, right? It means it's moment by moment, right? Because tiredness is not just one blanket feeling that, that, that just lasts throughout the day, but that's what the judgment makes it seem like, right? Because I don't notice the nuance. I don't notice the, the fluctuations throughout the day because I'm telling myself, oh, it's such a bad day. I'm going to be so tired all day, right? But if I, if I just say, well, yeah, I mean, this is my energy today, right? This scene in the movie of my life is, I'm, I'm, this is the energy I have. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not right. It's not wrong just is. And if I approach it that way, if I approach it with that sort of curiosity, like, let me feel my way through it. How does the tiredness affect my appetite today? How does the tiredness affect my desire for whatever it is? How does the tiredness affect my digestion? <laughs> you know, I'm burping here, right? Is that due to my tiredness, I wonder? What's the connection potentially there? Let me feel into that. Again, let me monitor moment by moment the tiredness. Because there's going to be moments where, you know what, I feel pretty good right now. I feel very comfortable right now. I'm still tired. I can still feel the lack of energy and I could fall asleep. If I was wearing ski boots right now, I'd fall asleep standing up. But, but I don't have to though, right? I can just be present with that feeling. And even though I'm feeling so tired, you know, it's not uncomfortable. It's okay. You know, I don't want to have to run around the block chasing a, a, a stray dog or something like that. You know, I'd rather stay away from those kind of activities today if I can avoid it. But if I can't avoid it, that too is, you know, my son and I have a, have a rule every day. We take a 20 minute walk and that's not going to change today. That walk is going to feel differently from how it's felt on other days. Doesn't make it wrong. Doesn't make it bad. Just makes it different. And it's just an opportunity for me to bring curiosity through acceptance, right? Because it is only the accepting of what's going on that allows me to be curious about it. And that curiosity allows me to delve into it, to, to stick with it, to, to really turn towards it instead of, oh, it's going to be such a bad day. I'm so tired. Bah, bah, bah. Give me a bottle. <laughs> right? 
So, so I invite you, you know, it's, you know, it's really interesting. Like you can even do this as a practice, right? Like next week, one day, if you know that there's a day at work where, you know, you have a little latitude, you know, make yourself stay up, you know, only get four or five hours of sleep that night. See what it feels like. See if you can connect with those feelings. It's safe. There's nothing wrong. It's not going to ruin your life, I promise you. Just one day. And boy, oh boy, do you sleep well that next night. <laughs> like tonight, I'm going to sleep really well. <laughs> I Maybe, maybe I won't. And if I don't, that's okay too. But if I do, it's going to be delicious. And so this is the idea, right? That we can play with our lives, right? We don't have to be serious about things. Even when it's lack of sleep, right? And and look, I mean, I got stuff I got to do today. It's not like, again, not just the walk, but work stuff and, and everything. I got to cook dinner. I got to make lunch. I got to go shopping. I got to, you know, my wife's birthday today. So we got to go, you know, do that whole thing, <laughs> right? I can't bail out on that. And I don't need to. But I don't need to feel a certain way either to enjoy a celebration of my wife's birthday, right? I can enjoy it feeling tired. And that's kind of the point, right? The point is to be, to be able to, you know, allow ourselves to be present with that nuance and with that, that range and that, that, that beautiful potential. All right, folks, I'm going to jump off real quick. Uh, let's see how, uh, yeah, so just about 13 and a half minutes. That's perfect. So I'm going to jump into the next segment in a moment because I want to talk about something really important. And I'm going to leave it as a mystery. So you'll have to check it out. <laughs> I'll see you in a minute. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Showing Up to Life podcast segment number two for today, January 14th. Um, believe it's a Friday afternoon. <laughs> it's my Wednesday, I guess. Um, so I have a, an admission, a confession to make. Um, I just recorded a whole segment, okay, 15 plus minutes, that was almost exactly word for word <laughs> what I recorded the other day about nourishing relationships. Isn't that funny? Now, again, this is an opportunity for me. I could choose to say, God, Art, what's wrong with you? How could you be so foolish? You should have a system in place that this doesn't happen. Imagine if you hadn't caught it. The only reason I did caught it is because I literally named the, the segment the same exact thing. And my computer said, you already have a file by that name. <laughs> you know, now again, I could have said, you're so dumb, Art. What's wrong with you? Why do you do this to yourself, right? Or, or why can't you be better somehow, right? And, of course, that's the sound of my dad, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And that's something important for me to recognize, always, 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 always important for me to recognize that, right? But even more important, though, is the concept of noticing that emotion, okay? Because the emotions, what they're there is, you know, I talk about emotions a lot because I think a big, you know, I mean, one of the most important things we can do in our lives, right? And this absolutely applies to the health of a relationship, right? The, the, you know, one of the most important things we can do in our lives or in relationships or in work or, or in any areas 
is to have emotional regulation. Now, you know, really the, the correct term for that is self-regulation, right? Because you don't really regulate your emotions. That's not how emotions work right? Emotions are there to do two things, really, right? There's the, the attract and uh, uh, approach or, or what do they call it? Approach or retreat or something like that. But basically, our emotions draw us towards things that we, you know, find interesting and safe and loving, or they push us away from things that we find a fe- a free- a fearful or afraid of, right? <clears throat> but that's only part of what emotions do, right? Emotions are also you know, they're, they're bringing our attention, right? They're, they're calling us if we're there to listen to them, right? Now, a lot of times the emotions just become so loud that they just dictate what's going on, right? And that's where I've used the, uh, the term that I learned from uh, the folks over at the uh, Google um, mindfulness program, right? Where the uh, Chade Mang Tan, who, who runs that, that, or started that thing, um, he calls it like, he talks about riding uh, backwards on a horse, right? Like, like you have no control. You don't even know where you're going at that point. You can't even see where you're going. All you can see is where you've been, Right? And that's how the emotions can feel a lot, right? The emotions can feel like this, this, this just, you know, we only notice them in the, in the wake, you know, in the, in the, the smoldering, you know, you know, path of destruction. But that's not the, you know, the emotions, they can be our ally as opposed to some sort of, you know, punisher, Right. Or, or some sort of, um, you know, um, you know, sort of, I don't know, it feels like some sort of bean counter of some kind. Right. Like making sure that you feel really bad about what you did. Right. The emotions can also be an ally to us and the emotions can be an ally if and when we we pay attention to them. Right. Because really what your emotions are doing right? Whether it's, it's, you know, avoidance or attraction, that's what it is, attraction or avoid, right? You're either attracted to something or you say, no, 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 that's not, I, I don't want that, right? Something makes me feel shame. No, feel guilt. No, feel fear. No, feel, feel, you know, sad. No, I don't want any of that stuff. I need to get away from this stuff, right? Or the attract, right? Something makes me feel, you know, happy or warm or, or excited. You know, those are the things that I go for, right? <clears throat> But again, what that is, is it's calling our attention to the thing, right? Like, like it's not the emotion itself, right? A fear. It's what the object of the emotion is, right? What am I afraid of, right? And so in a very real way, when we pay attention to the emotions, our own emotions internally, and also the emotions that happen in between us and another person in a relationship, and again, in any relationship, then we can use the emotions to to guide us back to what we call homeostasis, right? Because that's really what the emotions are doing. The emotions are, are keeping us within this pretty tight range of safety, Right? This is where we feel comfortable. This is where we feel healthy. This is where we feel capable and confident and adaptable. This is where we are nimble. We're neither rigid nor chaotic. We're in a place of tolerance. We're in a place of, of, of you know, okayness, right? So self-regulation is not about controlling the emotions or avoiding any emotions. Self-regulation is about 
feeling those emotions and allowing ourselves to regulate ourselves back to that place of homeostasis. To remind you, homeostasis is simply a word that means, you know, the 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 state of your body in which everything's working the way it's supposed to work, right? That's the sort of layman's term, if you will, right? Which I am a layman. I'm not a scientist, right? Um, and I'm sure there's a scientist who might, you know, tweak my definition and maybe clarify something. And I invite you to do so. I mean, I, I want to learn. I'm not prideful about it. And there you go. There's an exact example of what I'm talking about, right? Like, let's say I gave you a, de a description or a definition that was not 100% accurate. And let's say somebody offered up a more accurate definition of something, right? Now I have the choice there, right? Or well, I don't have the choice. I'm going to feel an emotion, right? And that emotion that I'm going to feel is based on my experiences, right? So, you know, again, I, I'm very vocal about the way my parents taught me as a child, right? So I'm likely to feel an emotion that's associated with that, right? I'm being corrected. Being corrected is bad. And now I feel shame. That's just an example, okay? Now I can allow that shame to drive me into a place of anger or, or you know, because what I need to do then is I need to protect myself from the shame, Right. And so so if I just allow the emotions, just go unbridled and just throw me out there. Well, then what I'm going to do, my body believes that what it has to do is to fight its way back to some kind of homeostasis. Right. But but ultimately what I'm doing is I'm just creating one more emotion and another motion and another motion, and another motion. And I'm moving further away from homeostasis. Right. So if instead, if instead I can recognize that shame for exactly what it is, in other words, notice it in my body, right? Feel like, ooh, here's shame. Why is shame here? I can use the emotion, the awareness of the emotion to indicate that I am outside of my homeostasis, right? Like this emotion that I'm feeling is telling me that I'm outside that safe zone. And now I have to get back to the safe zone. I don't have to get further away from it. I have to get back to it. And so if I recognize that, right, that's like coming right way on the horse, right, facing forward on the horse and holding the reins, right? Feeling the horse pull me in a certain direction and, and okay, okay, what's over there? Is there something that you need, horse? Is there water? Is there food over there that you need? Why are you pulling me over there? And do I recognize that, okay, it's you just were curious and that's okay, so now I can guide us back, right? This is the way that we can sort of even playfully manage our emotions, right? If we're curious about them. If we're using the emotions to call our attention, to guide us back, to that place of homeostasis, right? Now, this is the way it works, again, in very lay terms, this is the way it works internally in our bodies, but this is also how it could work with a relationship. So the, the, the episode that I re-recorded, and I swear it was like almost word for word, it's bizarre, shows you how tired I really am. That, that what I was saying is that, and what I said the other day is that, is that relationships need nourishment right? They need vitamins. Now, if you're walking through your life, right, and you're low energy, let's say, right? Well, that's an indication that something's wrong in your organism, right? Your low energy means that either you're not sleeping enough, 
you're not exercising enough, you're not eating the right foods, or you're not hydrating enough. Or maybe you're eating, drinking too much caffeine. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's probably one of those four things or, or a combination of those four things. That is the feeling in your body indicating that something is amiss. We could do on a much more basic level, that feeling you get in your stomach when you're hungry, that lightheadedness that you might get when you're, oh man, I haven't eaten. I'm really hungry. Look at me. So it's not the feeling. It's not the, the or it can be now, right? Some people feel, oh, I just have a headache. Let me take a Tylenol, make the headache go away. But you haven't addressed the hunger. And so now, yeah, you might feel no headache from not being hungry, or, or you might not feel the headache from being hungry, but you're not also nourishing your body, right? Your body is, is giving you that feeling of hunger because it's telling you it needs nourishment. That's the reason it wants to make you feel hungry so that it can get its nutrients. And we can treat a relationship in the very same way, right? We can notice, we can say, okay, I feel very, it's tense here. Right now, I have the opportunity to, to either treat the tension and say, "Oh, come on, stop being so tense. Let's let's go have a, a glass of wine. Let's let's watch a TV show, or let me. I'm going to be separate from you because I don't want this tension." Right? That's just treating the headache. Right? That's taking a Tylenol. Right? But you're still hungry. Your relationship is still hungry for something. So instead, you can notice, okay, there's this tension here that I feel. I assume my partner feels it too. It's hard for me to tell right now. Maybe that's what I need. I need to connect to her or to him, right? Maybe that's the nutrient that I need because I'm feeling this tension. Okay, and so now I can ask myself if I'm curious and investigative, I can ask myself, okay, first of all, where is this tension in my body? Huh, is that the same place I feel fear? Isn't that interesting? Do I think maybe this, this, this tension is rooted in some level of fear or is it rooted in a level of guilt or is it rooted in a level of whatever? And now once I see that maybe it is fear, okay, what's the best way to allay my fear? The best way to allay my fear is to, con to connect with someone so I don't feel alone. So now I can actually, in this place of tension, I'm allowing it to drive me back to homeostasis and just reach out and, hey, can I have a hug? Can I talk to you for a few minutes? Would you mind listening to what I have to say right now? And in that unity, in that, in that, that connection, that's where all the magic happens. That's where healing happens. That's where growth happens whether that's internally or within a relationship. Which again, as I said the other day and, and said again this morning, is just, you know, relationship is, is just another organism. It really is. It's a, it's a combined organism of two separate organisms, right? But that relationship between the two organisms is its own living, breathing thing. And as its own living, breathing thing, it has its own emotional reactions to things. It has its own physical reactions to things. It has its own cognitive reactions to things. And the more I can pay attention to those reactions, the more I learn what it needs. 
And if I'm open and accepting and compassionate to myself and to the person in the relationship that I'm talking about, and again, it's any relationship. But if I'm all those things, if I allow myself to be, like I told you the other day, empathy, compassion, kindness, um, acceptance, which is just a form of, of, uh, of forgiveness, and gratitude, if I allow those, you know, if, if, I, if I can inject those things when I feel that tension, then that's going to get me not only to a place of understanding, but it's going to get me to a place of well-being. And if I'm in a place of well-being and my partner's in a place of well-being, then our relationship is in a place of well-being. And if our relationship is in a place of well-being, then our relationship is growing and, and, and healing and thriving in that place of homeostasis. And, and it could live forever like that. For decades, it can live like that. It can be the 75-year-old Mick Jagger dancing on a stage in front of 100,000 people instead of the 75-year-old person in a nursing home who's barely hanging on and taking 30 pills every day. But the moment-by-moment indicator of that is those emotions or are those emotions. My tenses, my uh, plurality all messed up here, but that's the idea, right? Is that, and, and it's the attending to those emotions internally and as a connection, as Dan Siegel calls them, we, right? There's a, there's a me and then there's a, a we, but then there's a, a, a me within that we, which is the we, right? And that's the organism that I'm talking about. So I have a we, you have a we. And we have a we. It's like a kiss. Mwah. And, and so the idea is that, that when we attend moment by moment to what's going on with this we, then that's where health lies. That's where well-being lies. And the, and the expression is the emotions. All right. So I'm glad I re-recorded that because that was fun. Um, I think that was a good, uh, I think we covered some good stuff there. So let me know what you think. All right. <clears throat> um, again, um, I appreciate you. Uh, I have this journaling thing tomorrow. It's a workshop, uh, the first of 12 winter workshop series. Okay. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope I, I have already got, I think, 12 people last I checked have signed up for this thing. And uh, and I know there's been like five or six others who have said, I'm definitely coming. So, you know, these 12 people, I don't even I'm not sure where they're coming from, whether it's the email list or the uh, TikTok or, or wherever they're coming from. But their names, I don't know, which is awesome. I'm making new friends and you might make new friends, too. It's amazing. Some of these groups that I'm in, like my Wednesday group uh, where I do a, a guided meditation there's people who have formed true friendships. I mean, they're, they're getting together for coffee and it's, it's like, it's such a beautiful thing to see community happen that way. And to, and for it to happen as part of something I'm involved with, I just love that. So, so, you know, come for the meditation and the journaling and stay for the community, right? All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, I'll be back again, maybe tomorrow, but I don't know because I have this workshop, so we'll see, but hopefully I see you in the workshop. It's going to be really fun. All right, everybody, take care. And if not tomorrow, remember, it's every Saturday until like the second Saturday of April or something like that, or whatever, 12 weeks from now. All right? All right. See you later, everybody. Take care.